The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everybody. We're back here from Digital Hollywood on Voice America Live Events. We'd like to thank our sponsor for the day today, Sennheiser. Sennheiser Products at Sennheiser.com. Check out their new Ambio Smart Headset. Very cool tech, brand new. Uh, if you are like to do interviews like we do here at Voice America, it's a great little piece of technology to have with you. So I'd like to introduce someone, a really special lady I met yesterday, and um, She's had a long career in media of all different kinds, but, uh, specifically in animation and VFX. Visual effects, as v- it were. Visual yes. effects, that's right. Joan yes. Collins is with us, and you can find, uh, jo- what's, your, what's the main, peop- main place on the internet that people can find out more about you? I would say mostly LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. I'm business only. I don't right. uh, do the social thing too much, but business only uh, right. and high end if you can go there. Right. So you've had um, you've worked on a, a lot of films that uh, we would know about over many many years: Starman, Starship Troopers, Sky Captain, The World of Tomorrow, right um, Judge Dredd. Uh, just a whole bunch of films that uh, I know that people know just by saying the title. Right. But what's been what's been sort of as a as a person uh, in the industry, what's been sort of your focus in terms of what you feel that you brought to special effects and VFX and over the years? Well, they usually bring me in when uh, something that hasn't been done before is trying to be done. Um, you know, in the old days, nostalgia days of Judge Dredd, etc., uh, no one had done it yet uh, and all the way through. So where we are right now, live, um, I've, you know, the 25 films that I've done is behind me. The 25 concert tours that I've done are behind me. There are another 20,000 people out there that can help you with that process, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm not that focused on um, the visual effects part of just the films, but I am now focused on bringing a lot of jobs back into the communities with all media so it's not just film i will look at a film property i will look at any script and i will decide what all media it could be and we then shoot it all at once so uh for instance i will pick up a script that has a dinner scene in it we decide that that dinner scene will also be shot volumetrically so that on the back side uh, it could also be that uh, next product or i can also then put the VR shoot or the AR um, down select. Because uh, with the AR stuff, you have to kind of down res everything to kind of make it usable. Uh, and with the VR, you have to be real close up uh, and attentive to the sound quality as well. So that if you look left or you look right, uh, it's all got to be you know usable. So you shoot it kind of a different way now. So again, if it hasn't been done before, I uh, that's what I you know chew on essentially. So I like all things digital. Uh, I come from a, a group uh, that's been established in 1979 called 
the special interest group on computer graphics. It's pretty well known. It kind of uh, started off in uh, Rochester, New York, and uh, here in Los Angeles. Yay! <laughs> As we come to you live from digital Hollywood, uh, I, I, I'm pretty proud of it. But um, it also is based in interactive techniques. So anyone that has been anyone has spoken at one of our um, events. Uh, and I have been with that organization since 1980. Uh, we do 10 events a year. So I have spoken with everybody who has invented anything in Los Angeles, which is just about everybody. Uh, uh, proud of them all. Um, and um, so I'm constantly looking for what the next thing What's is. Next, right. And right. I find that guy, put him in front of a microphone, and we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. So mm. I have that unusual opportunity. Anybody else can have that same opportunity. You know, why just try to read it from a book and try to understand it when you don't really understand it? You need that person right there. So, you know, there's cigarette groups in every single city out there. Uh, Find one uh, and say, I, this is the thing I want to learn. Uh, grab the guy and put it right in front of uh, an audience uh, and ask him all the things, or she, uh, all the things <coughs> that you don't understand. Uh, it's usable all the way over. Now, also in the Visual Effects Society, which is also a crazy group that uh, kind of started here in Los Angeles and now has groups all over the world, um, they, you know, are totally focused on the feature film aspect of it. Um, uh, they do have talks about, you know, AR and VR in the society and the world that we now live in. Um, but they really do these deep dives into watch a film and then have the creators that made the film uh, up there on a panel so that you can watch the craziness they just went through. Uh, like if you want to, you know, hear about all the guys that did the Marvel movies and everything else. Uh, this last one out was 2,700 shots in one movie. It used to be 1,800 shots was like the top end. And so if you're going to just throw every world you've ever made into a movie <laughs> and bring the whole cast back right. and have them all blow each other up, uh, you know, uh, I think really uh, the feature films still hit that market point where... You know, for six bucks, twelve bucks, you can still take the family to essentially a ride, mm -hmm. as opposed to going for the hundred bucks over at Disney to go get a couple rides. Uh, still, go try to hit one of these Marvel movies, which is or any big twenty-seven hundred shots in a single. Yeah, any big, if any big effects film. There's so many films that have effect shots in it today that are right. You know, it's an effect shot, but there's a lot of movies that have. But they're fun. They're still fun. I know. There's a lot of movies that have very innovative things that are more subtle, and they're in the background that people don't uh, notice that create a reality. Respect. Yeah. yeah. No, the, and that's what I find fascinating. Well, when you look at a shot and you don't know that was an effect shot. You are a highly esteemed person. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, there's been some beautiful movies where yeah. it was about the movie itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you only used 
visual effects where you needed to support the story. Right. Like in just slightly build out the set behind you because it needed to be a castle. Or, you know, besides the dragons, it had to fly by. Um, but um, the subtle, more subtle ones where just, you know, you couldn't have the child witness big, huge explosions, so you shot the child and then <laughs> blew everything up afterwards. Right. Um, but... Uh, the subtleness is, um, you know, rare. It's hard to sell those features anymore. When you have a tent pole once a week coming out, you go up against that. So, you know, it's it's a less of a you own the whole world for that one movie. Uh, you try to get as big a share as you can. Um, but, uh, you know, there's some movies that uh, don't do well at box office at all that are just critically acclaimed movies right. because of the way that they were shot. So it depends on what you're going for. Mm -hmm. uh, but huge respect for those who are not just a ride film that you're taking your family to. Right. You know. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of films that I've noticed over the years that I've seen... Um, that blend realism into the effects. I did an interview with John Badham years ago, director John Badham, who did Saturday Night Fever, and we talked about Blue Thunder. And I said, what was, yep, really, what was really terrific about Blue Thunder is that a lot of the helicopter shots that you saw were models and things right. of that nature. But what really, I asked John this question, I said, you know, one of the things that was really great about that film is the way that you intercut the performances of the actors right. that made the effect shots seem more real because of their reactions. Yeah, right. And and when directors think about conceiving a scene, planning that out so the dramatic story is advanced or the character, you, the audience has it more empathy with the character and bring those effect shots together with the performance. Exact, exact. So. I mean, Spielberg is the master. Um, but uh, like the movie Dunkirk, uh, they, were, they were out there. Right. Uh, and they were actually 3D printing some of the smaller planes that they needed just to make sure they were accurate mm -hmm. models. Um, and, uh, you know, the blend of how to get the character really, really, really there is how you really tell a story. Uh, again, um, Ready Player One, uh, who would have thought of a ballroom dance floating in the air while there's a lover spat going on? You know, who can shoot that? Uh, but I challenge people to try to really, really, really think out of, you can do anything you want right now. <laughs> there's high res coming to AR, you can do anything you want. So what is the story? Right. Um, people come to me all the time with uh, scripts and ideas, and so, so some real beautiful ones that you know you could really just shoot handheld video right. uh, with uh, nobody cast, meaning you don't need to have anybody seriously attached. A director would be nice, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have an A-list cast attached to it. <clears throat> but I, I do think um, that it is important to then decide or have someone help you decide <clears throat> what platform it needs to go out on. Yeah. Yeah, the distribution method for that film based on what the story is and the, the <laughs> audience for that particular story and whatever the market is for, for that kind of a story. Well, so. and also know who you can sell it to. Right. Uh, there's different models out there. You sell it to Netflix. They own it in domestically here for like three years, mm -hmm. and you've lost your global market. I think you, if you are brazen, uh, you go out and say, you know, this is what I think 
the budget should be. I want it matched in marketing mm-hmm. as opposed to not even knowing who just saw my movie. Right. Uh, there's a few demands you should make. Uh, unless, of course, you're really starving, then you take whatever you can get. <laughs> uh, it goes up to the point where you actually, you know, need to be able to feed yourself. So there's art, and then there's you got to feed yourself. So, uh, but you know, I would hold out for the. I want to know what all you can do with this, uh, and and talk about all media and the fact that you don't want somebody else to take control over your product afterwards because it is your story. So why not? Let's talk about it all at once before we get going. You know, I don't want to know later that I signed something and the funny little language in the bottom meant you get my story to mess up and change into stupid AR and put it into candy cream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is, is, out of all the new tech that's out there on new methods of distribution and showcasing is the one that you feel has the most promise? Well, I mean, audio-wise, I, I don't think it's been touched uh, well in VR. Uh, I think there's huge legs on, um, you know, bring it uh, with the audio so uh, the crackling is just right inside of your ears wherever you're you're walking through a scene. I do also think arrays, video arrays and um, where you put them in the scene, how you shoot them um, can lead to the volumetric capture pretty pretty easily now. Even using your little volumizer from your cell phone uh, and shooting arrays of that nature. I think uh, no one is really understanding how much data that is and how it messes with your shoot because you can only shoot 10 minutes before you have to offload all your data and all that other stuff. So I think there's a lot of, you got to think it through. Um, but I think there's a lot of high-res out there. You know, I would not, um, I would not just uh, determine that your phone is it. Uh, or just a couple pair of glasses is going to be it. I think uh, 8K and high res and the re-evaluation of what you can do with theaters has not been thought through. Uh, so, you know, go out there and create, what yeah. I say. That's great. It's a great way to, to end up. Joan Collins, you can look her up uh, on LinkedIn and follow what she does. Uh, you're uh, glad to talk with you today. You're a pioneer and long-term consultant <laughs> and guide and for people working in effects. So thank you for being on thank our broadcast today. Thank you for today. having me. It's been great. Thank great. you so much. We'll be right back here at Force America from Digital Hollywood. Hollywood.